Hey guys, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Marty. And this is DJ. Hey, we want to tell you guys, thank you so much for always tuning in. Uh, we hear really some great things. You guys, thank you so much for the feedback that you guys get. DJ, uh, what do you think has been the funnest thing for you doing these podcasts? Uh, honestly, learning. Like everyone has a different story, hearing everyone's stories and just sitting back and listening honestly it's it's awesome yeah it's great so hey if you guys have ideas you're like hey i really think this would be a cool episode or you know hey maybe you just like hey listen we want to come on to the podcast hit us up on the dm you can hit me at total auto solutions or dj at dj patterson on instagram. or they could hit us up at pints and polishing on instagram even better right even better cool and even better for them to do is to go where to freebeersema.com get your free beer spots limited yep uh free beer at sema that's tuesday october 30th super pumped about that we'll have some pretty cool dudes and chicks coming very excited so hopefully you will be a part of all the cool kids that's the idea. Go to freebeersema.com. All right, so today in today's episode, uh, we have a, a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems. <laughs> if the segment that recorded, DJ swore that next week he's going to have a whole new platform. <laughs> he swore by it. We'll see if that happens. I but I swear. Oh, you were like, yes, I was it's done. pretty confident. Pretty until- confident that you were drunk halfway and you were like, I'm getting a new one, I don't care. Only because it was two hours in, we haven't even started recording yet. I know, but that gave us a lot of free beer. Anyways, go ahead. Wait, I paid for it. It wasn't free. Ah. And you paid for yours. I did. Wow, it wasn't no, free. No freebeersema.com. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we had a lot of problems like <laughs> usual with Anchor, but... Um, We're looking for a new podcast. <laughs> if you have new podcast hosts, hey, give us a options, hookup. <laughs> give us a hookup. <laughs> But I'll anyway, we have a good about like 45-minute discussion with Brent great, Ashbrook, like, super smart guy out of Omaha. Oh, DJ got blown away. I, got, I, I, I literally did. I kept hearing this, and I, was, I not, was wondering what it was. was and, not, oh, it wasn't? No. I, oh, I, I thought beating it was. my head against the table. Oh, it was beating your head. Oh, which, um, moving on. All right. Hey, uh, hey enjoy this podcast. <laughs> Brent, what's happening, man? Not too much. How are you doing? Good, bro. Polished podcast. Greatly appreciate taking the time to uh, come on and join us. Oh, definitely. We've got uh, DJ Patterson here. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Good. Been, a long, been a long day here. How's everything up there in the great state of Nebraska? It's hot and it's very humid. Yeah, why is it so hot in September? Like, I don't know. It's brutally hot. Like, yeah. I don't mind it. I would still rather have this than uh, snow. <laughs> you're right. So, how bad does it get up there? Oh, it gets it gets very cold. Get a lot of snow. Not as much as what we used to, but still do get snow, and we get those negative zero temps and the wind chills it's it's absolutely horrible yeah no i'm good <laughs> yeah i like my heat <laughs> so you only lived in nebraska you ventured out anywhere else before 
No, uh, lived in Nebraska my entire life, but been all over the U.S., so and Florida is about my favorite. Oh, yeah. What do you like about Florida? Weather, beaches, good time. Right. Can't go wrong. DJ uh, no. he pr- prefers uh, North Carolina for some reason over Florida. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> it's like right above it. <laughs> no, my memory of Florida is going in. There was the red tide. Oh, that was horrible. Dude, like, we got a beach house for the first time, and we get there, and you can't go to the beach. There's dead go fish beach. and, like, toxic algae everywhere. It was horrible. Okay. Yeah, some algae in the water had started, uh, I don't know, uh, blossoming or something and taking all the oxygen, and we got out to the beach, and, like, there was dead fish <laughs> all suffocating. over the place. Oh, jeez. It was horrible. <laughs> Not a good way to sort things out. Hey, so I'm really excited about this episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think partly because of, I think, the way I think, which is why when I met you, I was like, okay, you've got to come on because of, of your setting and what you guys are doing as a company. Yeah, um, definitely. But just, just thinking outside of the box, like for when either a person or when a company tries to do something different than the norm, um, mm-hmm. and tries to uh, create or just uh, go with something that's that's really rolling but is different than everybody else. Um, the reason oh, no. why that's special, I think, is just I didn't realize I was always different. Uh, just growing up, I knew I was different the way I thought. I knew that uh, I wasn't like everybody else. And uh, and then when I get married, my uh, the wife at the time, she was like, yeah, you don't think like everybody. You're 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 odd. And it's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's a normal trait for a leader. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take it. <laughs> I just thought, wow, I, what what's going on? Like, I, I knew I was different. So, so the the re- that's sort of why I'm excited because as as I've tried to do things in business and in life, and then where you're at, and then what DJ has done, um, we're all trying to do things just a bit different. And so yep. that's what we want to talk about tonight is how can we as detailers still doing similar things, still staying, you know, we're still cleaning cars, we're still doing stuff, but mm-hmm. how, how can we be a bit different and then find something that works and, and start exploding off of that? So, hey, man. All right. Yeah, we lost you. Don't know what happened. <laughs> it's all right. So we're taking different beer choices, different things, and we're kind of mixing them up a little bit. I think you grabbed a Bud Light and some uh, orange juice. Is that what you're doing? Yep. Yep. Now, is that a normal thing for you, or is that just uh, something you're trying tonight? No, I mean, it's it's one of the normal things I drink. I mean, drink it as vitamin C and as <laughs> alcohol. Best of both worlds. Beautiful justification, bro. I love it. Well, what, oh, it's so good. Wasn't a couple of weeks ago when we had um had Rad on? Isn't that what they they call a uh, oh, yeah a hillbilly? Uh, what's that drink you do in the morning with champagne and orange juice? Mimosa. Yeah, a, yeah. a hillbilly mimosa. That's what they were calling. <laughs> uh, oh, they're so good though. Yeah, they were mixing uh, paps and what paps and orange juice. Oh, oh, that's. What- that's horrible. That's oh, That's horrible. <laughs> you know, I can't use apps. You got to do Bud Light. Yeah, that. 
Yeah, got to use Bud Light. <laughs> All right, so you were going Bud Light, and so I stopped and got, which I've never done, uh, but I wanted to try it. It's a little different, and it, it's kind of interest, interesting in that it uh, it's kind of a breakfast deal. It's uh, Bud Light and Clamato, I guess, um, and oh. makes a chalada. Yep. And DJ thought it tasted like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, DJ's drinking Coors. Uh, of course. <laughs> what are you going to mix in with it, though? Probably Gatorade. Well, come on, man. The podcast, we're already five minutes into it. Yeah. Come on. Let's roll. All right. Let's roll. Come on. We got Coors Light, and you're going to mix in some Gatorade. This is going to be cool. awesome. <laughs> Could have gotten an orange Gatorade and gone with his, you know. There you go. No. But yep. you're going Coors and... Gatorade. Yeah, that's going to be a great addition to the course night. Why we're switching up the beers tonight? I did, but started the intro to the podcast. You were too busy texting. Uh, (laughs) Actually, problem solving is what I call it. Is that what you call it? Problem solving. All right, let's see how it is. You got to smell it because it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, You got to smell it. You got to. Actually, smells really good. I was at a wine tasting what week and a half ago or so, and they were teaching us how to Bro, taste wine. Dude, taste this. Oh yeah, is it the new thing? That's really good. Not, it's not the new thing at it's all. It's not the new thing. Not at all. Like course straight is how you gotta go. But that's really good. Uh yeah, you can't taste in. It, yeah, you need more cores in it. You ain't gotta tell me twice. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. let's go. <laughs> Pour it in <laughs> with just like a hint, like a little splash. A little splash on the top of the Gatorade. All right, cool. So, Brent, tell us your story. We'd love to know all about you. Uh, your favorite place would be to live in Florida. However, you're oh, yeah. stuck in Omaha. Uh, tell us your story, you know, where you, you know, when you got into what you're doing, why, all that stuff. Okay, so, you know, got back in the automotive business pretty much at a very young age, uh, got in when I was about 12 years old. Uh, my grand grandparents actually owned their own, uh, used car lot. So started out there and from there just kind of grew, um, so started out, uh, helping sell cars, um, getting them cleaned up, you know, whatever he needed me to do, I would definitely help out. So that kind of got me on the path of, of where I am today. So I'm, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't know the things that I do now. So it all started way back then. How old were you? Twelve. I was twelve years old when I started. Child labor, I love it. <laughs> no, right? That's a cheap labor. Entrepreneur parents like there <laughs> should be a law against that because we like literally work our kids. Yeah. We do. Oh wait, yours are still young. You you will no, work. Ellis was in the shop last week. He's four. I know, but he wasn't doing it. He's backing the shit out of that Range Rover. Hey, Brent. How's it going? Hey, man. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast for the fourth time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I know this app. We we keep saying that every episode. It's like, man, one day we're just going to happen. Right now, I am researching new podcast apps. Yeah. It's it's brutal. (laughs) Anchor, you can go shove it. Yeah, uh, we have done our best. Well, now they're going to shut you down. <laughs> yeah. Next Wednesday, we'll have something new. 
Oh, really? You're claiming that already. Next Wednesday, you got a whole new thing. Right? I'm not wasting that. All right. I like it. Hey, so, Brett, um, we'll go over real quick. Um, we wanted you on because when I met you, I was like, man, you guys are really thinking outside the box. You guys are doing a lot of different things. Um, DJ is here. DJ does a lot of different things for his business. I've always been uh, kind of excited about doing, trying new things, thinking differently than other people. Uh, just sort of the way I think uh, I'm wired. And so I've been really excited about this episode. Hopefully the app will let us keep rolling now. Uh, yeah, so. but <laughs> tell us, um, you're going with Bud Light and what? How are you thinking differently for your beer? So I'm going Bud Light mixed with orange juice. But light and orange juice. Get your vitamin C yeah. and your alcohol, all at once. Vitamin C and Old alcohol, mofo. <laughs> DJ, uh, he's got these really weird uh, cans. They're kind of like a, is that like a yellowishy, like old looking color? Like, like it's mildew almost. Like, been, it's such an old can. It looks so old. It's no, I would call it a Coors Banquet. Yeah, old. Coors back like old and ugh. what are you laughing at, bro? That's good. <laughs> no, no, it's not. All right, so you mixed it up. It's actually really quite tasty. You put some some what in your course light or course? You you didn't even go light. No, <coughs> no light. Or banquet. Straight banquet. Straight banquet. Straight banquet with what? Gatorade. Gatorade thirst aid for that deep down body thirst. <laughs> I didn't know it was supposed to go in beer, but what do you think? I think I'm hydrated. You think you're hydrated? And tipsy at the same time. So he's getting his vitamin C. You're getting <laughs> electrolytes. Right. All right. I am getting. Taking tomatoes. outside the box. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I went with the Bud Light and Clamato. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Yep, uh, it is. And they call it the chalada, and it uh, it tastes very much just like a bunch of oranges. I'm sorry, like a bunch of uh, – uh, It's a Bloody Mary. It's a Bloody Mary. And I'm not yeah. a huge fan of Bloody Marys, but I, I think this is okay. I love Bloody Mary. I know you do. Best Bloody Mary that you've ever had. Brent, do you have a favorite Bloody Mary that you've ever had? No, they're all horrible. <laughs> uh, no, oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oklahoma City. Oh. No, I'm sorry. The Chicken and Waffles place. What's it called? There you go. That's what I was going for. Chicken and Waffles. It had chicken. Uh-huh. And celery. Uh-huh. Oh, it's at Vegas. God. Oh. Brent, what's up, man? How's it going? All right, man. We're going to try this one last time, bro. All Let's right. Try. No, it's fine. So sorry. All right. So I think we've established that we're trying some weird beers that we all are working, doing something outside of the box. Um, tell us tell us again your background, like what got you into what you're doing, how long you've been doing it, all that. Okay. Yeah, so got into the business uh, when I was 12 years old. Started out uh, at my grandparents' uh, used car lot. I would help out, sell cars cleaned up, um, pretty much whatever they needed me to do, I did. 
and that really got my foot in the door and pretty much led to led me to where I'm at today. Um, and what are you, you know, doing today? Where are you at? Today, uh, this is, you know, started when I was 12, so 34 now, so 24 years in the automotive industry. Now, I'm currently with H&H Automotive here in Omaha, and I am the reconditioning director. So I oversee all, all of our used car inventory, as well as our entire new car PDI process and uh, preloads as well. So typical month, we probably see anywhere from 1,000 to probably 1,200 vehicles come through. Uh, my department. So, That's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is insane. Uh, a lot of cars. Uh, and that's that's a normal month. How many? It, it's a multi-store dealership, correct? Correct, correct. So we currently have Chevy, Kia, Land Rover, Jaguar, BMW, Mini, Buick, GMC, and then we also do Harley Davidson as well. That's crazy. So about 40 cars a day, is that yeah, what you literally. did? How many yeah, what type of crew do you run? So um, we have our reconditioning technicians. I have seven technicians uh, doing used cars. I currently have four PDI technicians doing all brand new vehicles have somewhere in the neighborhood about 25 detailers uh, detailing all the inventory and our out of loaners have probably about, Oh, I want to say about 15 appearance technicians uh, doing all the appearance related issues. Plus all of our preload of our clear bra and spray and bed liners. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just got a, <laughs> I just got a headache. Like, I only yeah, I know, like right? six people. Like, there's no way in hell. Now, you're not yeah, I, managing all of the people, are you? So, I, I currently, I have nine direct reports that report directly to me, and then my managers have the rest. How many? Say that again. So I have nine direct reports. So that would be my managers or I have a couple technicians that report to me as well too. And then from there, my managers and supervisors have the remaining people, but I still, I get down. Uh, nine is shop headache, bro. And uh, still basically talk with everybody every single day. So yeah. Literally about 50 people a day I talk with. How uh, how long have you been at that dealership? So I've currently been at H&H uh, about five and a half years now. And what role did you begin with? So the crazy thing is, um, you know, I just started out uh, strictly in the detail department, detailing cars nice. five and a half years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I knew the our previous detail manager, so... I was running. I was running a shop before that, and uh, the shop ended up closing down, and basically had to get in somewhere right then and there. 
just popped up, so I jumped in and got going right away. And so you just you started as a detailer. What was the first? Boom. All right. So uh, you've been there for five years, you said? Correct. And first promotion was what? Okay, cool. And then literally, I want to say six months after that, uh, they asked me to take over that detail department. And then uh, six months after that, they asked me to uh, have the detail department and digital marketing. Uh, Ran that for a little over a year. And then uh, we started adding new things in that kind of revolved around what I knew. And then uh, we ended up purchasing our premier location, our BMW Mini Land Rover Jaguar store, and uh, basically made a department from everything that I have knowledge in. And we ended up, uh, we had a body shop currently there. We ended up closing the body shop down, put my department in there, and uh, asked me to do that. Ran with that for about a year. Uh, now, currently, you know, the reconditioning director of all of our used inventory and new PDIs, and sorry, that's a couple promotions within five years. So, yeah, no, that's that's very impressive to be able to go, you know, from a detailer at a dealership to be being the director of of all that a thousand cars a month. Like that's crazy. So what do you think sets you guys apart as a dealership from other dealerships? So what's setting us apart is our ability to think ahead, you know, what's what's actually coming up in the future, uh, kind of how the industry's going, uh, you know, then how we actually treat our employees and kind of the different things that we do with our employees to, you know, make them want to, want to grow within age and age and i i think that i think that's very important i'm gonna stop you and let dj roll like dj when you started creating your business and as you've grown it and you started bringing more guys in why did you adapt and change and kind of do what they're doing in a sense of valuing your guys more and the different things that you plug in to your your guys i mean i feel like everyone wants to be heard and and recognized in a sense so when you i don't know when you pour into you guys and you're not not just another number um you get more buy-in i mean the job is not sexy we're detailing cars all day every day like it's not the best you know career path or uh, it's not it's not the, the the most glorious job in the entire world but if you can it's manual labor it's manual labor but if you can pour into your guys and show them and, and and give them individual attention and show them that you actually care about them as people I mean, they're 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 gonna be fine. I mean, that's just that's just how we operate. We put our team members first and make sure they're happy, so that they can make our clients happy. Exactly. And Brent, you guys have a special. I mean, I think you're the perfect example of, and and it's very rare, not only for the things that DJ's doing, but the things that you guys are doing for a dealership. It's very rare, especially dealerships, to care about the people. Honestly, like. <laughs> It really is because oh, we've man. had plenty of dealership guys in here, 
And uh, ride DJ oh, no, no. is the same I, thing. I, I just I, hired two dealership guys mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Same complaints all across the board. Which is? They're just, they're just another number. They're getting shit on. They're just you're another being, number. You're being nice. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I am. What's crazy is I actually have people from small uh, detail shops wanting, begging to come on board with us. Most of the time it's the other way around, like you guys are saying. Yeah. And and what is it? I mean, what things, you know, you don't have to give your your top secret things, of course. You know, if you've got a systematic uh, secret uh, way of doing it, you know, right? I'm being, I'm joking, but no, seriously, I mean, what what are you guys doing that it, that the detailers are wanting to come work at your dealership? You're telling me that dealer, de- detailers are asking to come work at dealerships. Mm-hmm. At his correct. Yeah. That's yep. Yep, correct. So what we're doing different is, you know, basically when they're coming on board, I'm giving them their basically growth plan right then and there, letting them know exactly what they can grow into. Um, you know, I basically give them something to work towards. Um, about four years ago, I put a, this level program into place. And what this level program does is give them that opportunity to continue to grow. Um, basically, every time they go up another level, it's another dollar or extra that they're it's going on their pay. So I and everyone starts out the same, and everybody can work their way up. Right, and how many levels are there? Break those down. There's five levels. There's five levels. And uh, the first level is basically just a written test that we have that we put together. Basically just going over, basically if they know what they're talking about, pretty much. So... After that, then we basically get into the hands-on assessments. Basically, them jumping on a car, doing a car, and we grade the car and see exactly how they do. And from there, we kind of expand it a little bit more. We throw in time, see how long it takes them to do it. Uh, Then from there uh, is when we really start moving up into uh, basically our appearance department. And that's where we start doing uh, windshield chip repairs, headlight restoration, uh, paint touch-up, wheel repairs, all that. So we give them that opportunity to grow into that position. Do you have Do you have metrics in which you like monitor that? Like, so when you test them on, okay, how long does it take you to do a certain vehicle? Like, is like yes. a w- one test and done, or is it like over time? No. So it's basically we give them one test. Um, like I said, we start out with the written test just so they know exactly what they're talking about. From there, um, the next test is we give them a full detail and have them do everything top to bottom. And then we don't actually time that one. We just let them do it. That way uh, we know that they know how to do a full detail. From there, basically it's the same test. Uh, We time that one. We give them about four hours to get it done. And, uh, you know, from there, uh, we just keep, keep moving them up. So each one, they learn a little bit more, kind of do a little bit more. And so once they hit that level five, you know, they're, they're a pretty damn good detailer. They really are. Yeah. And, uh, how many know, of them, do you have a percentage of how many of them make it all the way? So I, the percentage, I, it's 
probably about 30% that's making it to the level five. Uh, some of them don't get that opportunity to go into the appearance because uh, one of our other departments will notice the, the effort that they've been putting in and they'll take them and move them into a different department, whether that be sales. They'll cherry pick them, yeah. Whatever department that it may go, they want to go into. So I, there's many different opportunities that they can actually move into. Uh, I've had guys go into the body shop. Uh, they've gone on the service drive. They've gone into the service department. Uh, they've sold cars. They've become advisors. So I'm, it's it's all over the board. And this is all just starting out in detail. And so, of how many of those you you know thirty percent make it all the way to the top? How many of them just kind of hang out at level like three or so and are just okay with hanging out? So it's very, very low. I, everybody wants to get up to the level four, level five. Uh, typically, I really don't have very many that, that hover around that two or three. If I had to guess, I'd probably say about 3%. Oh, wow. So extremely low. Everybody wants to keep growing. Yes. And so what, what we do also is we give them a date on when we think they'll be ready to go up that other level. So we, you know, we kind of encourage them to better themselves before this time, you know, this date. And, um, you know, we, we keep pushing them. We keep showing them new things, make, making them so they're ready to move up in those levels. Dude, that's awesome. Like (laughs) it really is. We started that in our own company, and like we get to a certain point, we're like, ah, it's confusing. So, like, just hearing this again is refreshing to know that that type of thing works because some guys work harder than others, and they should be. Yeah, definitely. They, they, they and they should be. Okay, so for instance, like, and I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but they might. Who knows? But like, I had two guys hired at the same day, same time, and you can kind of see the competition in there. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. And it's like one guy's like, hey, man, you should probably be competing a little bit harder. Like, cause this guy's shining right now. And you, but it's just, it's, that's a good, that's a great way to, I mean, that, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. That reconfirms what, I, yeah, what we were trying to do. But it's just, it's so hard to, like, make the levels and what's the pay structure. Like, it's a lot. Cause I'm a very, I want to be fair. But 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 that just reconfirmed. That, I agree. That, that's a good. Method. So then, DJ, how do you like not in a dealership world? Just uh, let's say from a shop point of view or a mobile detail point of view, mm-hmm. how then can that work in a similar structure of what they have? Yeah, it can work easily. It's like, I mean, verbatim almost. Like you bring someone on, you you start everyone at a base pay, and it's like, hey, we've got five tiers here. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be a correction specialist to where you're literally at the shop all day every day doing paint corrections and ceramic coatings or do you want to be a field guy are you the field guy that does all the bullshit work or are you the guy that does all the membership clients that are like on an every two week basis or are you the guy that does the full details or are you an on-call guy a part-time guy there's it, it can definitely work oh definitely me just saying this right now is like that's where i get tripped up I'm like there's i have so many opportunities within my company it's like how do you build the tiers out so it should that's where i get like ah so much 
Everybody wants to grow. Nobody wants oh, to fail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about the new guy. That I, I, like, you can see one guy. He's just like, he's like, bro, you're gonna give me the title. Whatever the title is, you're gonna give it to me. But we don't have a ti- we don't have like tiers yet to where it's like, you can get to this point. It's like, hey, you work your ass off. I'm paying you more. So yeah, why did you go with the tier system, Brent? So, um, like I said, you know, everybody wants to grow. Everybody wants to move up. Um, so we, we sat down and came up with this, and the reason I did this is most detailers never get that option to move up. Usually when they're hired as a detailer at a dealership, that's where they're at. There, yeah. there is no moving around. They're stuck in that department. And it seems like when they, when they are successful enough, and majority <laughs> of them start growing and doing a lot more cars, Exactly. What happens a lot of time that I see from upper management is upper management goes, oh, they're making too much money, uh, 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 too much. This guy's making too much. And they they actually will start chopping guys that grew up in their own system and started producing a lot and making a lot of money. It's the weirdest deal. What? Yeah, all the time. Hold on. So you're telling me. Yep. You get a guy that comes in. He's dedicated to your dealership. Uh-huh. He found his system, found his groove. And he's producing triple what everyone else is doing. You and cut, cut him, him. because yep. he's he yep. fucking found a system. Because he's whoever you are right money. now listening to this podcast, go do your own fucking business. <laughs> Fuck that bullshit. That's bullshit. It is, but that's dealership. That's what happens all the time. That's so stupid. Which is why this system is so unique. That's a but in a dealership though. I know that's what I'm saying. But I'm I'm still like in shock and awe like how how that's even working. So when you sit down to do it. Walk us through, like, why why do it the way you did it? So the reason why is, like I said, everybody wants to feel appreciated. Everybody wants to move up. You know, we've all been, we've all started out in the very bottom. We've all wanted to move up. Why not put something together where it makes that person feel like they're appreciated? You know, what they're doing actually matters. And, you know, actually show them what they're doing directly reflects the entire company, you know, and the entire company is growing because of that. And when they see it that way, I, you get huge buy-in. It, it's just unbelievable the amount of buy-in that you get from these guys. Yeah. No, I love it. I think it's great. I think what's also great is DJ is putting another beer and he is mixing in Gatorade because he knows it tastes so good. Actually, it tastes. He was like, "Do I do it or not?" And he was like, "No, that tastes really good. It takes away this Coors Light bullshit." That's what I knew you would say. <laughs> but I am actually being a podcast team player and mixing it up. Because behind the scenes, I can say I've got a Coors Light, but you'd never know that. I have. Anyways, so you're liking it? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, it's. I mean, Gatorade in any. Beer would probably taste yeah, pretty good. Yeah, for sure. This chilada's not bad. I mean, it tastes like a freaking Bloody Mary. Right? Though. And I mean, it's a good Bloody it's Mary. It's a good Bloody Like, it could use, if, like, a true Bloody Mary needs a little bit more spice. No, bro. This is good. It, it is good. That, I know. But it needs, but like, a true it, Bloody so. Mary, it needs a little bit more spice. No, no, no. no. It's perfect. No, I think it's pretty good. People drink, like, like, eight, six packs of these. Like, they, like, sit back in. I guess. I mean, I'm already on three. Are you see, this is like, 
You can't drink more than one of these at a time. I just drank two. I'm on my third. Well, we... <laughs> I guess I can. Yeah, yeah buddy. I mean, it is what it is. It is what All it right, so DJ, is. when you started off, um, and as you started bringing on employees, what were some of the things that, you know, early into that, if you can remember, what were some of the first things you kind of went out on a limb at and it doesn't have to be just employees, but we've been talking about that. If you want to segue into something else, we can. But if we're going to go with um, hitting a couple different things that, that H&H is doing different, you're doing different, what's something you went out on a limb with and it worked? And then I want to do, what did you go out on a limb with and it failed? Uh, well, hiring anyone is hit or miss. When I first started, like back in the day, I'd interview them at a Starbucks or a Panera Bread, and they'd look like they can, like, you know, they're a fit guy. They look like they can do the job. I'm like, cool. Here's what we do. You're hired. Like, can you do this and this and this? Yeah. Okay, cool. You're hired. Our turnover rate was, like, two weeks. Like, literally, like, our turnover rate was just astronomical. Like, I, I could not keep a guy. They might not even show up the next day. <laughs> like literally isn't that like, the best it, the, the next day like I'm like but and my number one thing in an interview is like even back in the day hey bro just communicate if it's not for you let me know it's all good bro they never could though they still to this day no one still can t- mm-hmm. tell me eye to eye to this day in my company like hey DJ blah 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 I have to have one person come funnel stuff mm-hmm. to me <laughs> from the team it's annoying but that's your, that's, that's the way that, that's, the, that's the position I'm in. Yeah, you're right. So, so the so the word so out on a limb. Yeah, you, you have that problem. You, just, you grab someone. Like, oh, he'd be great. No, he's not. But I mean, what did you do? What was something like you you knew you had a problem? Yeah. What did you try that worked, and what did you try that failed to solve that problem? Um, what what worked? I know it worked, but what failed? We just, I don't know, we just try to ask him, like, harder interview questions. I, don't, I mean, like, this is, like, earlier on. Like, we're just, I'm, I'm young. I don't know what, like, I'm just growing this business. I've got all this business coming in the door. My phone's ringing all the time. I'm just trying to find someone that's, like, a good hand. So I don't really can put a finger on what, what actually I tried that, that failed. Because I probably repress all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I do, I mean, like, they're probably, I probably did a lot of shit that was just dumb. Um, but I don't know, like me, cause so I dropped out of college. I didn't go to, I didn't finish complete college all the way. So I listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff. So when you have a problem in your business, me, you know, that I didn't go to college or whatever. Like I try to find resources at other places. So I look at podcasts on, Hey, like hiring and firing or leadership abilities. And I just like literally listen to all these different podcasts and read books and stuff and then just take nuggets out of it. And that's when I created and informed my own hiring process that actually works. What about you, Brent? Did you guys create a process? Did you have one from HR? Um, we, we do have a process uh, that required by HR to do now. But, you know, we ask the questions, unfortunately. Got to ask everybody the same questions every time. But... You know, for me, um, you know, back when I first started hiring people, you know, many years ago, hiring people, I I was in the same boat. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, 
you know, I, I, I thought, you know, hey, you know, if this person sounded good, hey, chances are he probably is good. Well, come to find out, that's never the case. So, and I always wanted to hire people with um, the most knowledge, you know, ones that have been doing it for the longest time. That never even worked out, you know. So I kind of shifted gears a little bit and kind of sat down and thought to myself, what's going to make a good employee? So that's when I realized, you know, the best employees are the ones that have the drive. They have the passion. They tend to, you know, see in the future and see things coming and, um, you know, someone dedicated, you know. Then I started hiring these types of people and come to find out they're really good employees. They might not have the experience, but guess what? We can train them. We can, you know, build them up to be great detailers. And so once I started doing this, I, the turnover rate just dropped instantly. I, we were producing more work. The quality was better. I, it was just overnight completely different. And so now that's what I look for is someone with a passion, someone with a drive. You know, I don't really care about, you know, the, the whole knowledge of what that job entails. I just want someone that is going to show up that's driven to do that job, someone willing to learn a new trait, you know, because there's really not too many people that want to get their hands dirty anymore. So the ones that really want to jump in and uh, really have that vision on wanting to move up and, you know, want to better themselves, they make great employees. Yeah, it's funny because, like, so I have, let's just say, Hypothetically, I, I hire two people, and one person, you know, when the task I give them is done, they say, hey, uh, what's next? Or the other guy's like, hey, so I did that, but all that's left is door jams, uh, wheels, and windows. Which, which one do you mean to do? Like, like that literally... Instead like, of asking what to do, hey, they uh, say... What, what's, what's next? Yeah. Like, yeah. that happens, and it's like, bro... You're right, yeah, you're right. I'm like, dude, like... What do you think? You're yeah. a professional detailer, right? Like, what do you think is next? Yeah. We've got windows, mats, and wheels left. What do you want to do? So it's their mindset, which is sort of what Brent was saying. Like, yeah, okay, I, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I went there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Hey, we didn't even have coffee, bro. Where are you at? <laughs> no. Omaha. Omaha. Take Nebraska. a nice little seven-hour drive. They have good uh, craft beer there, though, right? Omaha? I thought they had... What's that uh, lime pills we had? What's that lime beer that... Carlos brought back. Yeah. That wasn't Omaha? Oh, it might have been, but I, I wouldn't call like that it. good. Oh, no, you didn't like it. <laughs> hey, I was trying to find an excuse to come have uh, coffee with you, and Marty shut it down. Well, you, you went from coffee to beer. Hey, right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, all right, so let's switch, uh, segue in a, a little bit different. Something else, uh, Brent, that you guys do differently is you're finding new ways to generate revenue. Right, you already mentioned that you brought in PDI, PDI hmm. um, right? You brought in PDI. Yep. So we. Uh, yep. And we, you and you got paint protection film, right? So you got yep. some of the norm, uh, like there's the normal things you detail cars. Then there's like that first ring around, and that's like uh, window tint, PDI, PDF. You know, that's sort of branching out a little bit. Um, you've then branched out even further and you're trying to create other ways of, of bringing in revenue, which is unheard of for dealerships. 
you yeah. be, you guys became a distributor for chemicals, uh, yeah. Carbrite, not only yeah. to probably get a, a good rate for yourself, but you're also now selling to other dealerships. Uh, exactly. How in the, like, what? <laughs> like, as crazy as what DJ was said earlier, like, blown away with what you're doing with employees, like, not only are you guys doing that, but you're also now selling products to other dealerships. How the hell did that come about? So this started, uh, I want to say about three years ago, uh, our, our local rep came in and he just kept gouging. And I was like, you know, if you keep doing this, I'm going to take your job. And, uh, you know, he just kept gouging, gouging, gouging. And he never wanted to show up. And, you know, he was basically giving us shit chemicals and, um, he kept stating that it was the best around, which, you know, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I mean, it's, it wasn't, <laughs> well, you know, I got fed up with it. And I said, you know, if I was to do this, what would I do differently? And that's when I started thinking, why aren't we doing this? And that's when I reached out to Carbright, set up a meeting. They, they flew out. We sat down, talked, and they kind of said, you know, we don't know how this is going to work because typically dealers don't like buying from other dealers and uh, little guys don't like buying from the big guys. And I'm like, you know, don't, don't even worry about that. You know, we'll, we'll make things right. And uh, next thing you know, we're signed up with Carbrite. We're selling chemicals. Uh, we're kicking this guy out that uh, was coming around, giving me a hard time and screwing me around. So He's completely out of Omaha now, so he doesn't even sell in Omaha anymore. And uh, we actually have the entire area around us. Uh, we're the only ones selling Carbrite in the area now. Um, the other one that kind of came into Omaha, he's completely out of Omaha now. So we've completely changed it. Uh, you know, our prices are fair. I mean, we compete with everybody. I mean, we're we're out to to give the guys, the little guys, you know, the best possible chemicals at the best prices. And, you know, our service, it's far not time. We're, we're there the second they need us. Yeah, so, that's a key thing. Um, exactly. So was it Ronnie that yep. uh, signed you up? Yep. So same guy that signed uh, me into Carbright and uh, – uh, did you get the the phone call? Did you get the uh, the update with Ronnie? I did. Yeah. I did. So Ronnie has now is now moving over to um, Sonax, which yep. is is very cool for him. So Ronnie's been on the podcast. Great guy. Uh, cheers, Ronnie. To cheers, your, Ronnie. Your new move. Um, and anybody going to SEMA uh, that goes to SEMA, uh, go to the Sonax booth mm-hmm. and. Uh, and tell Ronnie congratulations on his uh, his new gig and welcome to the Sonax family. Yeah. So, um, all right, DJ, when when you started thinking, oh, I need to produce more revenue. Um, what are some of the things that uh, you know? Let's go tier one, right? We already talked about that. You know, PDI, all the same stuff that doesn't matter if it's dealership or it's you know you have a mobile shop. The first ring is normally upselling a customer, doing PDI, doing PDF. Like, 
what's a second ring? What's an outside the box idea that somebody could do? Emails. No. Yep, emails. Airport. That's e where I was going. Are you going to airport? Well, yeah. email should be in anybody's main you're sales. You're right. E email. Like that's, that's if you're not doing email marketing, you're. I'm sorry. You're like <laughs> you're leaving mine on the table. Yeah, like me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm horrible at dude, it, dude. You ha horrific, dude. Email marketing is the absolute. Oh god, that's but that's podcast. that's a core that's thing. Like, like no, that's a core. But, but no, that's a guys core aren't thing. Doing it, though. They're not. No. But they should, right? That's a core. Absolutely. That's an easy thing to do. It's not easy though. It's not easy to write emails all day. Anyways. Um, so yeah, we got a partnership with the Tulsa International Airport to where we are now the sole provider for detailing services when anyone valets at the Tulsa International Airport. It's it's huge. Now, Marty says, oh, uh, yeah, that, that's a few, uh, okay, I'm stumbling here, but... <laughs> I was like, that was I a big, said, it was a little that, that was, Oh, really? That, that was a big stumble. What language was that? Was, that was I, was I inebriated that, that was, night? That was inebriated. I, I had a lot of beers. That was a bonics. But Marty said all that. Anyways, uh, what I'm trying to say is that I don't really, like, look at it as such an accomplishment at all anymore. It's just like, oh, yeah, cool, we got the airport. But it's such, it's such a huge accomplishment. It is. I should celebrate it. Like, because there's been... A provider of detailing services at the airport for a long time and to be able to come in and like stand side by side to them is like it's, it's it's a pretty good feeling to know that we've gotten that far so I mean if you do good work for a long time like opportunities come and that was a great one so I I, I think the the unbelievable part of it was so I didn't know there was somebody there you kind of shot my bubble down I thought you guys reached out no, and you created no. the, Someone the that, avenue and all that. As far as competitor, we had a competitor in the same field. Oh, okay. Well, you said there was a detailer at there was the no airport. there was no one at the airport at all. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. You're very welcome. So completely brand new to the this airport. Is a brand new. Okay, thank yes. you. It made it sound like you just took somebody out. No, there was no one. Okay, there. no one can so handle that. How? <laughs> no, it's serious. Like they. How they, did their you? Their biggest concern was it. Was that an idea you had? Were you brainstorming? No, no, no. Okay, so how did it go? Yeah, good. Okay, so I met with some people from my local chamber of commerce, and I said, "Hey." They're like, hey, what a can we... A good step yeah. if somebody wants to go beyond just upgrading PBF. Like, a good I, way to help increase sales Get would be, involved with your community in the chamber of commerce in your place is the best way to do it. So from that... So from that, I had a meeting, and they were asking what they could do to, to help our business out. And I said, I want all the parking garages downtown. Like, because downtown's a place, it's, it's really difficult to work in downtown Tulsa. I said, I want to be able to have parking garage, every parking garage downtown, I want to be able to detail there. So I had to get in contact with a certain company that ran all the parking garages. Well, that same company happens to run the airport valet as well. So like, hey, we hear you want to do this. Why don't we do it at the airport? And I'm like, hold on, what? So we're going to skip all this downtown BS. And go I'm straight gonna, for the motherload. And I'm going to go straight for the motherload? Absolutely. So we had to start, we had to go build a website, some systems, like we had to go, I mean, we went to work, but, and we're like, hey, we got it, like, we, we were, actually, we were promising stuff we can do before we even had it. Nice. Literally. I said, I've got a system, they can, they can do this, this, and this, and they're like, oh, you do? I'm like, yeah. 
And we didn't. We do well, you did. It just no. was in theory. It was an idea. It was an idea. Like, you had it. But we, you're calling yourself a liar is what you're saying to Jay. I'm trying to help you out here. Thank you, thank you. You thank had you. it. It just was not finished I was finished confident yet. that we can do it, and I promised it, and we did it. Cool. Damn right. Yeah. So, uh, what's some other things, Brent, that you've done that are outside the box? I think the... Um, the little leasing, or it's not a leasing deal, but explain the, the process of what you guys are doing with some of your inventory. Yeah, so uh, we actually have this new, uh, basically it's an app. Basically, uh, we offer to people in our district. Uh, it's called Lux Car, and basically what it is is our members pay just a monthly fee, and that fee, it unlocks our fleet of vehicles. Uh, these fleet, uh, we have Porsches, we have Mercedes, BMWs, Land Rovers, Jaguars, Jeeps, trucks, SUVs, you name it, we have it. And uh, basically, it's just a, a monthly monthly fee. You pay and cancel any time. You don't have maintenance fee. You don't have plates. You don't have... Uh, insurance fees, nothing. You just pay one fee, and that gets you any of these cars in our fleet. Are uh, they new, used? What are they? Uh, so they are new vehicles. Um, they do have miles on them, you know, because people do drive the heck out of them. So, um, you know, we had we just got out of uh, a Tahoe LTZ. I think it had like 79,000 miles on it when we're done with it. So, you know, they do rack up pretty fast. So, um, you know, we always start them out new, but, you know, they a customer could get on in one and it has 40, 50,000 miles. So, I mean, it's still, still a new car. I mean, it's 2018s, 2017s, you know, so they are new when they go into the program. Um, we have concierge that actually, uh, when someone goes on the app and they request, we call it a flip, they request a flip. Uh, let's say they send us a message, say, hey, we have a party. We want to you know, take something luxurious out for the night. They schedule the flip. Our concierge actually uh, grabs, you know, whether it's a Mercedes, a BMW, Jaguar, whatever it may be, they grab this car that's completely gassed up, cleaned up. They take it to wherever the customer is currently at. They take the spare key for the the car that they have currently. They get to their location. They they take out everything that's in their current car and basically put it into the new car that they're flipping into in the same exact place. They go and if there's uh, loaded stations in the radio, they actually go and put those same stations into the vehicle that they're flipping into. Then the concierge, once he completes the flip, he walks in, hands it to the customer, and then basically they take that vehicle back, they gas that one up, customer walks out, everything's exactly where they left it in the previous vehicle, they jump in and go. Yeah, that's insane. Dude. <laughs> I'm sitting here the whole time like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? Like, is that not mind-blowing? Wow. A dealership's doing this. Where? where? 
right? So not <laughs> not some not some random person in California that's in you know what's that? Uh, I don't know in California where all the smart people are and they create all oh, the Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Thank you. I mean, yeah. this is a dealership in Omaha, Nebraska that is using this system, using this to generate more revenue and do stuff with their inventory. I mean, it's it's very, very impressive, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's great, man. Like, All right, so DJ, what do you got? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, we, uh, we clean cars and we clean tires really well. Everything shines real well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, when you told great. me that, yeah, uh, Brent, awesome. I mean, it, it blew me away. I was... I was Oh, I was very, very impressed with all the different things yeah, that you guys have been doing. It is such a cool concept. I mean, you pay one fee a month, you know, each month, and you don't have to pay for insurance. You don't have to pay to have your car cleaned. You don't have to pay for oil changes. You don't have to pay for tires. No, you can, it's not just a month either, right? They can, let's say in two days they get tired of that car and they want to go back to a, a, a black Tahoe. Yeah, you can flip every single day. You can flip into a different car every single day. <laughs> What's the site? Where do we rent it? <laughs> right? It's such an amazing concept. So it's like, okay, hold on. So it's like you have buying a car, leasing a car, and then now there's this? Yeah. That's and, at the and same it, level, right? Am I, am I, well, what I like about it is how many times do you, yourself, will sure. each will each answer the question? How many times have you went to the store, bought a car, drove it long enough to pay it completely off, and then <laughs> and then drove it further after that. No. No. Never. No. Never. No You've way. always had a payment on a vehicle. Every three years yeah. at least. Okay. So I myself have, like, the truck is paid oh, off. I know you have, Martin. Right? Uh, my, my Zuzu Rodeo. You had a uh, Zuzu Rodeo? I did. Of course you did. It was awesome. You did, didn't you? I loved it. It was one of the best cars ever. You? I was in college. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah. You oh, it was great. The back me, seat rolled down. Like, you mm. didn't get nothing. You got no play in high school. There was college, as I said. Oh. Yeah. And I still didn't, but, but what, it was fun to think what about. What did you go to college for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did you go to college for again, Marty? <laughs> Moving on. So, so, um, it, uh, so I generally do. I generally, because that's the way I was raised. It's the way my dad was. We always had used cars that we didn't. We like So I will generally pay off a vehicle and keep it, right? I'm very abnormal with that. Most people never do. They always just keep having car payments. So now you don't have to have a car payment on an older vehicle. I mean, what's the point? Like pay a monthly fee. You pay a monthly fee. It's got your insurance, okay, so is what he said. Like, everything's included. How's the fee? Is it, The fee's different based on the person, though, correct? Uh, based on there's tiers as far as which type of vehicle you want. There's two tiers. Both have, you know, different vehicles in the tiers. So in your higher tier, you're going to have the higher models, the more expensive models. And there's, and, and there's different qualifications to be able to get that level, though, right? No, I... Um, yeah, your qualifications are you got the cash money to put it down. So it's, you got to pay some pay. you got to pay, yeah. Yeah, yep. So all we require is basically just a clean driver's record, and that's literally it. <laughs> right? No more credit score. No yep, more no credit, credit score. score. Just make your monthly payment, and you can yep. pick up a new car whenever you want. 
Cheers to technology. I know, right? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, right? So I love it. This, that's, what's really, like, that's why I was really excited about wow. what are some random things that people are doing, what is creative, and these guys are really doing a lot of creative, cool that, new things. That's creative. Yeah, very creative. No, it's like, it's like not, it's, yeah, you're not falling behind, like you're maximizing what you have. Yeah. All right, so let's rate our beers, right? Uh, Brent, I'll let you go. I'm sure you give it a good rating since uh, it's one of your favorite go-tos. You got Bud Light and you got Orange Juice together. One to five rating scale. Oh, it's definitely a five. <laughs> What's well, his go-to? Like, it, it better be a five. Bud Light. Bud Light with orange juice. That's a five. We would be like our Bud Light. Well, our Bud Light so well, like watermelon. The bu- What's the Bud Light we, we had last week? Oh, Bud Light Orange. You like that? Brent? What's that? The Bud Light Orange. Have you tried the Bud Light Orange? I have. You I have. Like, you like it or no? No, he said he hasn't. Oh, he has not. Yeah, gotcha. yeah I, I have not. Yeah. All right. You've got Coors Light and Gatorade. It definitely helped improve the taste. Um, you mean improve? You mean enhance? <laughs> enhance is the word. Enhance the taste. It mad dramatically improved it, made it an actually drinkable beer. It's a 10. It's a 10 out of 5? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we're going 5 on 5. Like both of you are 5 in it? I'm 10ing it. You can't tin it. I can it's out of five. It's my pot got ten. It's a five. You're right. It's a five. Five. You can't have tens in five. I want a five. I want a ten. It. You want a ten? It. Too bad. You can I ten it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't ten it. Dang it! No, I just wanted to sit it. Uh. I mean, actually. Bud Light Chilada. That's good beer. It's good. It is good. Come on, don't, don't, No, there's don't, no five. No. Oh, there's no. no way. Okay, okay. There's I, absolutely I don't no want a way. five, but yeah. don't, don't be a dick, though. Like, that's a good, that's a good. I'm not being a dick. But when you rate it, don't be a dick. I, I know. I'm not. I'm going to give it a fair 1.75. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Um... I'm going to give it to her. Like, you don't even I, like Bloody Marys, though. So exactly. That's why. I'm not a huge Bloody that's Mary why. fan. That's why. Uh, I did. I thought when I picked this up, I thought I would gag, though. I literally did. I thought when I drank but this, I would gag. look at it, gag. though. Of course. I would never buy this based on... Yeah. Based it's on been around for how many years? Dude, never bought it. I see it all the time. Yeah. And I associate it with just not good beer. Yeah. Was So I'd learn... So what's funny, uh, Brent... Um, here in Oklahoma, we are prepping. <laughs> the countdown is on. Dude, what have, is today? The 19th? Dude, they have beer in the freezers, but the freezers are not on yet. Oh, no, no, not at this place. Huh? No, Whoa! Not, no, 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 not where I went. So what's today? The 19th? Yeah. So, Brent, on the 1st, October 1st, a law that we voted on a year and a half ago is finally going into place where we can get ago. yeah we can get cold high point beer which means anything above three point that's all we've had our whole life literally plus they're gonna put wine and some different stuff in the in gas stations uh, which was crazy when I went to visit you and I stopped at the gas station and there was <laughs> liquor at the gas station I was like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh. 
What did I? What? what huh? I'm like, gas. Yeah, I'm getting gas. What I don't need a bottle of Jack for? I gotta go down the store, right? Like, like no, right it just—it was very odd. Now we'll at least be able to have some good beer, and you can go in and get some wine. Super happy. You know what else happened, Marty? I went in the liquor store today, yesterday, and they had Coors Light in there. <laughs> but you got you got Coors. Five point five percent. So you went with the bigger because it had more alcohol. I went because it was. Oh, Coors you Light. went into the you went to the liquor store and they had Coors Light in there. That's what you said. I thought okay. They I haven't heard the that first before, part though. You're right. Yeah. So the liquor stores are getting it too. Correct. Yeah. Um, I walk in to come and go. Just that's right there. I got to run over here. I run into come and go. They had <laughs> they had Bud Light Limerita watermelon, Bud Light Limerita. Uh, strawberry, and they had Bud Light Chilada, and like a couple six packs of some random stuff, and that was it. Oh, they were wiped out. Wiped out. So yeah, the stores in Tulsa right now, like you walk into a QT or Walmart or whatever, like there's nothing on the shelves because they're not stocking any more of the three point at all because they're waiting for correct so what's going to happen here in about a week <laughs> and then no, like, it's, it's literally one week it's this weekend they'll be gone yeah yeah this, this like week, we will have this, no beer I, anywhere i promise you next this, week this weekend in tulsa you better get beer there'll be no there'll be no 3.2 beer you can go to the liquor store and get beer all day I long. I guess, but you cannot. You will not you be able to You can't even buy cold beer. Next week, you won't be able to buy any okay, cold beer. Okay, so yeah. Next week, no cold beer. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Is that not crazy? Oh, no, it's the truth. Mm, welcome to Oklahoma, Brent. <laughs> you want to come visit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah. I'm good. All right, Brent. So uh, we usually do a tipsy topic where it's like at the end of the night, you've been sitting at the bar chatting it up with somebody, you drink quite a few, you're a bit tipsy. We're usually a little easy on this question. If um, we don't know you. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> which DJ doesn't, so. I don't know you. So, so you're going to defer? I'm deferring. You're going to defer. I don't know you very well. <laughs> I like you a lot, and I want your brain, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my good side. So, Brent, as I'm rolling through Nebraska, I cannot imagine how much corn is there until I'm rolling through, and literally there's miles and miles of ongoing corn. So I gotta know, is that like, are you a true corn husker? Do you like eat corn every single day? Not every day, but we definitely do love our corn. How I hate corn! <laughs> literally, it's it doesn't digest at all. Okay. You can literally eat it with anything and everything. How, why does it not digest? I can chew it up and it still comes out whole. <laughs> you know what's the truth, dude? Like, I don't think he's a doctor. I don't know if he but can tell you that question. But how weird is that? Like, corn, you literally eat it, and it comes out whole. Yep. Every time. It's called a cornhole. <laughs> Good one, Marty. So you eat it with pretty much everything, huh? Uh, yeah. Even breakfast? Not breakfast. No, not breakfast? You don't have uh, Cheerios with corn up it? Like, you know, oh, no. different places, oh, they've got different foods and different, like, so could you imagine, like, a corn-flavored Cheerio? Oh, that's disgusting. I want to barf right now. I hate cereal. Cool. Hey, Brent, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to come on the podcast. Give everybody your social media handle, um, Facebook, Instagram. Somebody wants to connect with you. Um, where do they find you? 
So on Facebook, uh, that's about, well, I guess I got Instagram, but hardly ever on there. But uh, Facebook, uh, they can definitely reach out to me uh, just under Brent Ashbrook. And uh, that's pretty much all I have. No, really don't have anything else. I mean, never got into Twitter at all. Used to have MySpace back in the day. But, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Brent, what was your song? Yeah. Be real. Kind of, I want to say it was 311 down. All right. Mine was yeah. mine was just a car wash song. I had some R and B hits, bro. Like some like some bedroom shit. Oh, you were trying to like <laughs> slay was, oh, it. Oh yeah. You were in yeah. high school, so you were like, uh, yeah. I think it was Pretty Ricky. Well, like, yeah, I, the song. Right me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, dude. You know it. Wow. That was the actual song. You're not lying. But I can't remember my password to save my life, so I can't freaking get on there. No, do you remember Zanga? You guys, Zanga, Zanga, Zanga was the very. I remember first, the game. No, Zanga <laughs> was the very first social media stuff that came out. Mm. I don't remember that. No, really? Huh? No, for me it was uh, it was MySpace. I mean, that was really the Zanga first. came out before MySpace. It was Z yeah. or X eight. No, no, I don't remember at all. Yeah. All right. If you guys, anyone listening, like comment, please. Like, I want to know this. Like, Zanga was a thing back in high. Like, maybe. Oh, I'm no, not no, arguing. No, no. I'm it just was. saying. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Interesting. Maybe it was just me. Maybe. Anyways, moving on. DJ, what's your social media handle? At DJ Patterson on Instagram. That's it. So if somebody wants to reach out, what questions they could ask. Anything they could talk about? Yeah. Yeah, just reach out. I've got some, some free stuff out, like some PDFs and stuff, like how we do our business and so forth. So if you want to know about how to, like, hire, fire, blah, 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 like, just hit me up. DM me on Instagram, at DJ Patterson, and I've got some free stuff for you if you want that. But other than that, that's it, man. Cool. Another great place for people to go, gear, go to to get free stuff. Free stuff. Yeah. Oh, hold on, Especially hold on. Especially free beer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold yeah, do, if anybody wants to get free beer... There's like 10 spots left. Like, yeah, so they need to go tonight. <laughs> no, there was like... Oh, there's more than 10. Are you sure? Yeah, there's more than 10. Okay. But it's getting it's getting close. It's getting pretty fucking close. <laughs> Where do they go if they want to get free beer at SEMA? To Las Vegas. And they need to go to a website to register to get free beer at SEMA at Las Vegas. What oh, website do they go to? What website do they go to? www.freebeersema.com. Do they have to put the www, or can they just go free? Oh. I think that's you the can new thing, right? I think you can just put you the can literally freebeersema.com. Freebeersema, and then hit enter, and it'll take you there. Boom. Boom. Get registered. Come have free beers with us. Two hours of unlimited... Oh, some good German beer. I am ready. I found some good ones. On the, on the oh, they've got some good. They got some good beer. I'm super excited about it. All right, my name is Marty or Marshall, whichever you want to call me. Hey, you. Uh, you can find us at Total Auto Solutions, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, either one. And uh, if you want to be one of those guys and leave the crazy comments on YouTube, cool. I welcome all your craziness. <laughs> That's the beauty of YouTube. Uh, I just. We're gonna have an episode about that. That's that's definite. that's gonna be an episode. Yeah, yeah, should definitely. They, should they make it a great day or not? They they should go to YouTube and make it a great day. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, Brent, thanks again for your time, bro. Uh, we'll catch up soon. And uh, thank you for all the great info. Hey, coffee in Omaha. Yeah. We're going. Anytime. All right, man. Have a great night. You too.